Welcome to the midweek edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. This is our pre-Christmas bash, and we're all in party mood as we're drinking Duval, a Merlin liqueur, and Paul's on a glass of water. Are you doing, lads? All right, cheers. Right, we'll get straight into it. We've got Crew Alexander on Boxing Day. We managed to get hold of Stuart from the Railway Men podcast to give us a lowdown on Crew Alexander's start to the season and why he's not too optimistic about playing Wigan Athletic on Boxing Day. So let's have a listen to Stuart and what he had to say. I'm Stuart. I'm from Crew originally. Set up the Railway Men podcast about a year and a half ago now. Going pretty well. Uh, before the season started, it looked like we'd be okay. We've lost a lot of good players. The team that you'll be seeing on Boxing Day, hopefully, uh, will be very different from the team that you'll remember seeing last season. Uh, all of the last Academy products have gone now. They've all been sold on, um, with the exception of Tommy Lowry, but we don't think he'll be here at the end of January because um, he's out of contract in the summer. He's not signed a new deal. So I think the club's going to try and cash in whilst they can. Harry Pickering's gone. Perry NG's gone. Charlie Kirk's gone. Owen Dale's gone. Uh, the, the, the squad was decimated, really, in the summer. Uh, we signed some players who we thought had the pedigree, looked good enough to compete in this league. The reality is they just haven't. We've we've got players who they're not League One quality. And I, as I say, we're recording this before Christmas, but to give away sort of a prediction, I don't think that this team will stay in this division this season. The shining light at the minute is probably Zach Williams. You, you may have seen him because he sort of did the social media rounds in his second game for the Alex. He won man of the match. And because he's not yet 18, he wasn't allowed to have the champagne that's awarded to players at the end of the game he got a, a packet of crisps and some Haribo I think he's 17 he's come in as a centre-back he made his debut away at Bolton and was the only good player for crew that night and he's been good ever since you know he's still 17 he's still got a lot to learn in terms of positioning when to go when not to go but the thing that I really like about him is he just doesn't care in in the terms of when he's got the ball he he will, and this is going back a bit, he reminds me of Sol Campbell when Sol Campbell used to just take the ball out of defence and just be like, well, midfielders are marking midfielders. No one's coming to close me down, so I'm just going to go for a run. And he's almost got to the opposition box a few times, but just running by himself with no one closing him down. I mean, he's a shoe in for young player of the season. He's probably on his way to getting player of the season. That's how bad the rest of them have been, to be honest. Your manager, if you go down, is he the guy to bring you back up again? This is a question that split quite a lot of the crew fans. I think he should still have the job at the end of the season if we're relegated, which it looks like we will be, uh, and given some time to rebuild. Because, because of the fact of all of those players that left in the summer, and you know we haven't even touched on the fact that we signed two players this summer to replace those players, and they both retired. One never played a first-team game, and one played three or four first-team games, and they both decided to retire from long-standing injury prospect uh, problems. This season's gone about as badly as it's possible for a football team to go. I think he's earned the right to remain a bit longer. You know, he he got the club promoted. Every single season he's been manager for the last four years, the club has finished higher than the season before. This season they will not because they're not going to finish 12th in League One this year. Football's a very quick industry to sort of forget what you've done and it's very, it, loyalty is in short supply. It's a little bit different at Crew in the fact that we will retain managers a bit longer than maybe we should have. The previous manager, Steve Davis, 
He probably should have gone about a year, 18 months earlier than he did. He got us relegated from League One. To be honest, it looked like he could have been taking us down out of the Football League completely until he was relieved and Dave Artel came in and sort of turned it around, steadied the ship. I don't think Dave Artel will do that. You know, the pedigree that I've seen from him suggests that that's not the case. Uh, and that's why I think that at the minute he probably should be given the opportunity to get us back up if that's the case next season. Noted for your footballing philosophy, always play the ball on the deck, nice passing. Is he sticking to that or have you changed it around a little bit? I don't think we've got the players to play like that at the minute. It still is the way that crew players, crew's management, coaching staff, the fans want to see. This season, I think what's been most, well, other than the results, what's been most disappointing is the, the start, the just no, there is no style of play. I, I've said before on different other places that in August, I think... We, we could have played for hours and hours and hours and we would never have scored a goal. We just didn't look like we were creating anything. This is very different from what we normally see. So I think the idea, the philosophy is still there, get the ball, pass it, pass it into the goal. But the players that we've got at the minute just, just can't do that. Mikel Mandrum, former Wigan Athletic player, top goal scorer with five. Is he a favourite with the crew fans? Last season, yes. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think he, I think he was my favourite player of the season last year. If you look at his record at other clubs, I think he's probably been the same everywhere he's gone. He works hard, he runs the line, he tries hard, he just can't score. He got into a bit of a spell last year where he was scoring a lot, but his effort was always there. And that's, you know, when you're a lower league football fan and you've been a lower league football fan for years and years, you're not expecting Messi to turn up at Gresty Road and play like Messi. You're expecting players that aren't that good but they've got something about them because they're professional footballers. But you you want to see that they care. And last season, we did see that with Mika Mandron. And he was very close to getting player of the season. He only didn't because Owen Dale's end of season form just catapulted him. This season, he can't get into the team. 38-year-old Chris Porter is keeping him out of the team. Mika Mandron signed a two-year contract a year and a half ago. And I don't think Crew can offer him what he thinks he wants or what he wants. And I think he's decided that he isn't going to be there the next season, regardless of the division Crew are in. And the effort that made him such a fan's favourite last year has, has disappeared. I don't know whether he's fallen out with Dave Artel. I don't know if he's, I, I, I don't know what it is, but we're just not seeing the same player this year that we did last year. Well, you painted a pretty bleak picture here for the <laughs> listeners. Sorry, um, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. you know, football football's great, isn't it? When you're second in the league, it's really it's really easy to enjoy football. But, you know, we've we've had three league wins all season. With that in mind, Boxing Day, well, we've sold out our allocation. We asked for some more. You give us some more. I think there's about two, two and a half thousand coming down the M6. How do you see it going? And can you give us a score prediction, please? How do I see it going? About the same as every other Saturday so far this season. If you score first, that's it. It's game over. I don't think we've really come back in any game so far. If we if we start well and we get a goal, we might believe that we can get something. But I think confidence is just shot in the squad. I don't think, I could be wrong, but I don't think we've played the same 11 one game after the other this season. So there's no continuity. The, the morale's rock bottom. We've got, you'll, you'll have two stands of Gresty Road if you've got, uh, you know, you've sold out and then you've got the other goal end. So I don't know. My prediction is a Wigan win, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I don't like to say that. I normally try and remain as positive as possible, but I just don't see it. It's, it's second versus bottom. It's, you know, they're, they're, these teams are there for a reason. Let's get the game on first and uh, then let's yeah. see where we are. You know, that's the, I think that's the key first thing, isn't it? 
Ah, seems a little bit pessimistic though, Adam. I think the words you used there were spot on before when he said he'd give us the low down. He, he, he seems low and he seems very down at the moment on Crew Alexander. Everything really that he's comparing to last season, it's chalk and cheese really, you know, in a sense they, they were so good last season to give them credit. I mean, I, I thought they were the first side last year to really batter us, you know, even though we had a put-together team. We, we were kind of in games and the one at Crew was the one where we really got battered 3-0. So they had a decent side last year, a lot of good young players, but they've all gone. I mean, it's it's always been the Crew model, hasn't it, that they, they sell on the best players. And clearly that's feeding through, you know, at the moment. They've been really struggling and it's certainly reflected in that uh, interview that, uh, that you did with him. I didn't yeah. think he sounded that miserable. I thought he sounded almost quite Chipper in the gallows. Is that by your standards, Paul? Well, I don't know, <laughs> but he, he's, he, you know, maybe it's it, it's knowing you're being recorded and sounding a bit happier than the content that's coming out. So I, I thought it was maybe gallows humour. We know it's got, we know it's going wrong, but hey, guess what? We're back at the football. We, we, we know we, we're there to be enjoyed in this current climate, enjoying the ability to go. He lives in in. Uh... Dubai, so I don't think he will be going. <laughs> All right, okay, fair enough. And that, maybe that's why we're feeling quite quite chi- chipper. But <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I know what you mean. It was like acceptance. It was an acceptance of what was going to happen, and he accepted the inevitability about the season for me. That's that's how I. That's the what I the feeling I got from him. Interesting listening to him talking about Michael Mandrum. Oh, he's gone from. Fans' favourite last season to sort of can't be arsed this season with his performances, even though he's still top goal scorer. And and Chris Porter, of all people, keeping him out the side. Again, I will go back to comments I've made the last few weeks, the genius of Liam Richardson and all the journeymen that we had last season that could be bothered. I noticed he also commented on two long-term injuries that have decided to hang the boots up and retire, which basically tells you that their heads are not in it, their hearts are not in it. They've decided, right, okay, now this, this is the time to hang my boots up, not I'm going to try and get fit and have one last season or two last seasons. It, it's it's very much a mental, the, the mental position in their squad is showing through. But I, I did like the bit about midfielders marking midfielders and the centre-backs as and do you know what? They're all occupying each other. There's a bit of space here. I'll come forward. You know, and we've seen that in the last couple of weeks. And I do enjoy seeing that massively. It's good to see the young lads making a mark on the team. He, he you know, he, he reckons he's, he's a shoe-in for the uh, young player of the season. And it's likely that he's going to be a strong contender for player of the season, Adam. Uh, no fear player, which uh, I guess you could say that to a lot of ours last year, couldn't you? But often with no fear, it's... Not a real well. Clearly, you're not an experience, have you? You don't have an experience, and your decision making at times can be questionable. And that's why you need good pros at the side if you're really. And you know, when when we got the likes of Curtis Tilton last year and those type of players, a bit of experience alongside the younger players, it, it certainly helped them. I mean, I'm sure this guy will sounds like he's going to be a great player, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be a crew that much longer anyway. They're looking booked for relegation even at this stage. I mean, I know we'd have probably said the same again about Burton last year, but I think Burton had better players and they would they just had a poor manager, really. Uh, and I think as Asselbank came in, he, he, he sort of reinvigorated them and got the players playing to the potential. I'm not convinced crew 
have the squad really to climb out of this. So I, I think probably the only side I would say at the moment in the league who's booked for relegation. The manager, David Artel, Flacky's had the rub pulled from underneath him with the play sales in the summer. He, he did well when, when he took over when they were in League Two, got them promoted. Uh, and like you said last season, they, they did look a decent side. I, mean, I know we, we beat them at our place. But we were playing well at that particular point and uh, Omar Bettles was on a suicide mission to get himself red carded, which he eventually did. But it was the crew tradition where they were play- they were trying to play football. He seems to think that that's been abandoned this season because the players aren't good enough to do it. Let's move on. We're down at Cresty Road uh, on Boxing Day, taking a large following with us and we've got a rather interesting referee in charge, Paul. Yeah, the referee will be Mr Ben Toner, um, who's from Blackburn. He's refed us twice before, uh, both times in League One and both times last season, and both times away, and both times we lost. In November 2017, the EFL pulled him from refereeing the Blackpool versus Portsmouth game because it was just days after the Oysters were found by the High Court to have operated an illegitimate stripping of the club. Mr. Ben Toner was seen by many to be the perfect referee and he'd been causing a lot of hilarity on social media. However, the EFL thought it was wiser to let somebody else referee the game. This season's card watch, he's refereed 16 games. He's given 41 yellows, four penalties, but he hasn't sent anybody off yet this season. And that's Ben Toner, who will be your referee in crew on Boxing Day. You can't talk but say Ben Toner. Can you? Oh, you can. It's difficult, yeah. Let's have a look at the previous, and there's quite a bit of previous. Uh, 35 games we've played against Crew over the years. First one being in 1978, so 1-0 win for the Latics in front of a crowd of 7,586. And the return fixture that season ended 1-1. First season in the Football League. In terms of the overall record, we have won 17 lost 12 and drawn six. We've already played them this season, of course, in the EFL Trophy at Gresty Road, which crew won 2-0. Last season, both clubs won the home game. The game that I just alluded to before, where crew were very impressive in the 3-0 win, and then the Latics 2-0 win with Dodo and Lee Evans' penalty. And as Barry already mentioned, Mr. Mr. Omar Bagels got sent off for the Alex on 70 minutes. Just very quickly, I wanted to, there's two two games for me at Gresty Road that stand out. One, well, it, I class it as a double header because I actually turned up at the game on a Saturday in the pub and it was called off about an hour before kickoff frozen pitch. Uh, so about two and a half thousand of us went there on a Tuesday night to see Effie Sodji sent off and a goal by Nathan Ellington won the game 1-0. And the other one was just before Christmas, first season uh, in Division 1, now the Championship, first season at that level, when Jimmy Bullard scored an absolute blinder to make it 3-2 and to win that game. So there's been two games that really stand out for me uh, at Crewe over the years uh, for, for different reasons. The, the one that I said in Division 2, was the top two playing out. And essentially, by that point, we pretty much won the league in, in February time because I think we went 12 points clear that day. So, um, yeah, some good memories there and hopefully we'll we'll take them into, into the next game. The cruise form, well, it's not been very good, really. We're just three wins all season. 
Uh, albeit two of those wins have come in the uh, last five games that they've played. So they've won two and lost three of the last five games. As Barry's already said, the top scorer is uh, Mikel Mandron. Uh, and they are rock bottom of the League One table. They're uh, seven points from City as well, which is echoing on from what Stuart was saying. They are in a bit of a desperate position. You know, he's gone for a, for a Latics win. With that in mind, we'll do our little round of predictions and I'll start off. Uh, it looks like the game's going to go ahead because crew manager David Artell has said if he was a betting man, he'd definitely put his pound on the game going ahead. So that's good. I think we'll go down there. Uh, I'm not saying it'll be an easy game because... It's a sort of a derby game, isn't it? It's only 40 miles down the road. They never are easy, and it's a tight little ground. I think we'll come out with a clean sheet and three goals to the good. So I'm picking Latix to win this one 3-0. I think Stuart said in, in his piece that if we score first, it's game over. If we kick off, it's game over, I think. As long as our attitude is right, Boxing Day is a funny day and throws up funny results. It's an absolute banana skin. Rotherham away at Accrington. So they've got a much tougher away fixture for Boxing Day. So it's one where we can potentially get ourselves back to the very top of the table with a game in hand. I'm going to say that we will be switched on. And as a result of being switched on, it will be 4-1, which will be a, a you know a never-in-doubt result. Paul said if we kick off, I'm presuming he means... If either side kick off, because uh, if it if it all comes down to the toss, <laughs> and if they win the toss, yeah, they're going to win. It's not, it's not cricket, is it? It's football. <laughs> but yeah, you get them. Yeah, you get the picture. But, um, I know exactly what you meant. Essentially, if if, if the game's if on, the game kicks off. Yeah, if yeah. the game kicks off, I've got to be of that mindset really, because we've been miles better away from home. I, I would have actually thought it'd be more of a banana skin at home. To be honest, I think we could do this one for now. I really think that this this will be one of those games where we, we really click in. We'll have too much quality for them. And I think we'll do them 4-0. I'll tell you what, if we aggregate what we've said and it's 11-1, that'll be all right, won't it? <laughs> that will be. That, that'll be brilliant. Brilliant. Right, quick rundown through the fixtures for Boxing Day. Paul just mentioned the Accrington, Austin, Rotherham, Wimbledon and Charlton Athletic. Bolton, Morecambe games been postponed. Cheltenham play Plymouth. Fleetwood host Shrewsbury Town. Lincoln City entertain MK Dons. And Portsmouth, Oxford, Sheffield Wednesday, Burton and Wickham, Cambridge have all fell foul of the COVID regs, so they're off. And on Monday, uh, Sunderland nipped down the A1 to play Doncaster. So that's the... Uh, that's the round of games. Televised that one as well. That game's going to be televised. I've seen it advertised. Just before we finish, why it's Christmas, I thought we'd do a little Christmas quiz. Ooh. So a little bit of festivities here. And you can join in at home if you want and see if you agree with uh, these two in the studio. So I'm going to start off with Adam. And I'm going to Ooh. ask you eight questions. I'm going to rate your score on the answers that you give, in my opinion. Okay, so I'll yeah, one word answers. You've got a minute to get through these eight questions. Once the minute's up, if you've not got through, that's it, you're out, and you'll lose a point automatically. And we'll see who comes out on top. And I've got my lovely wife adjudicating here as I'm doing this. Adam, are you ready? I'm ready. Quick fire Christmas quiz. 
One word answers. It's Christmas Eve. Elf or diehard? Elf. Christmas Day, turkey or beef? Beef. Sprouts, yes or no? Yes. Sauce or stuffing? Stuffing. Slade or the pogs? Pogs. The best present you've ever received? Commodore Amiga 500, cartoon plus version. Pineapple on a pizza, yes or no? Anything on a pizza. Secret Santa, who would you love to buy for? And what would you buy them? Ian Everett, some duct tape, put it around his mouth, because he talks the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. Okay, right. Paul, I'm switching over to you now. Adam, you were in time, and each of your answers counted. Same, same rules for you, Paul. Are you ready? All right, go on. Go, on. We'll go through the questions in the same order. Christmas Eve, you sat down at home. Elf or diehard? Diehard. Christmas Day, turkey or beef? Turkey. Sprouts, yes or no? Absolutely. Sauce or yeah. stuffing? Uh, I'll go with stuffing because you'll have gravy as well. Slade or the pugs? Oh, that's an either or. Um, I'll say Slade because the pugs is what everybody else says. I'll be contrarian. The best present you've ever received. Oh, now, my friend became my missus at a works do on Christmas Day, 22, 23 years ago, something like that. Um, I want to say, maybe that was the first time that we uh, had a little bit of a cuddle rather than spending all our time just talking to each other at, at work. Um, so I, if I went with anything else, I'd get shot. Secret Santa. Who would you love to buy for and what would you buy? Oh, I'm going to get Talal a pen. Then he can, Then when he's making signings, I'm influencing it. Oh, there's a sleigh belt. Very quick one on uh, on Paul. Good job it wasn't this year because you wouldn't have been having any cuddling, would you, because of uh, social distancing rules? Yeah. yeah. Paul, that was a fantastic answer. But unfortunately, the length of time <laughs> It took you to answer that particular question. <laughs> took you beyond the minute. So you've automatically been dot one point. But you did say diehard as opposed to elf, which Adam picked elf. Now, I'm a big elf fan, but diehard, that is a movie to settle down on Christmas Eve to. So to be honest with you, I'm looking at her, Linda, here. I think the tide. She's shaking her head. Go on. No, I won't go for any of them. She wouldn't go for any. <laughs> she sacked off now. That's it. I prefer it's a wonderful life. <laughs> I'm calling a tie on this. So congratulations to you both. You've both won this fantastic bottle of Merlin to share. And as it's the virtual studio, I'm afraid I'm going to have to drink it for you. But congratulations anyway. Well, enjoy. And... Uh... We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And a happy new year. Up the text. Come on. Up the text. Fantastic. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we really appreciate your support. Just before we do leave, a big shout out to Keith Rigby. Not been well for the past 12 months. Come on, Keith, get yourself better, get back to that stadium and get shouting on the Latics. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Up, Up the, the tits. tits. Come on. <laughs>